Welcome to Embarcode, intelligent talk about sanctions, export controls, and all things international trade for trade nerds and normal human beings alike. I'm one of your hosts, and with me today are two of my friends, colleagues, and co-hosts. Um, Alejandra Almonte is uh, a partner with me at Miller & Chevalier, and she's also the host of Ola Compliance. And for today's program, she is the expert on all things Nicaragua. And uh, Manny Levitt is, a, is an associate in the Sanctions and Export Controls Group who works with me on issues like the ones we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we get started, I just wanted to say welcome to both Alejandra and Manny. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tim. Very good. Great to be here. Glad, glad to have you guys. So we're having what we're going to call an emergency podcast. And I know that Matt, our excellent producer, is probably going to have all sorts of sound effects to signify this emergency. Um, but, but so since it's an emergency podcast, I guess we should get started by telling everyone what the emergency is. And the emergency is that the United States on October 24th entered, uh, the president entered an executive order related to Nicaragua. It was a new order, but it was related related to an old executive order that had started a sanctions program with respect to, to Nicaragua in November of 2018. That was Executive Order 13851. Uh, that order was one that, you know, it, it was based on human rights violations in Nicaragua. It was similar to the executive order that started the program on Venezuela in the sense that it went after uh, the government and targeted the government for, for various human rights abuses. It was a relatively small program, uh, but then on October 24th, uh, the president enter, entered a new executive order. Uh, that executive order was was broader, and and it was it, it targeted the gold sector in Nicaragua, and so the gold sector has now been sanctioned. Uh, but is, it, it also allowed the Secretary of Treasury OFAC to add more sectors to to the targeting, and and. Apart from that, it also had provisions that that uh, targeted imports into the United States, still undefined, exports from the United States, still undefined, and new investment in Nicaragua. So all in all, it had some broad language, although um, nothing more than a couple of designations right afterwards. But we wanted to talk about this today in part, and, and I'm going to start quickly with, with a question to Manny. I mean, where have we seen this before? Because this executive order, at least to me, looks a lot like one that we've seen before in some other programs. Yeah, Tim, so I think a lot of what we're seeing with this and the language that's being used for people who've been following sanctions in a lot of other regions, just see echoes of what, we're, what we've seen in Russia in recent months. Um, the fact that it's using language about banning new investment, um, I anticipate that the, the definition of that's going to be really the same across the board. Um, having import restrictions like what we've seen with EO14066, um, which related to oil imports from Russia. Um, and I think they're seeing a lot of these across the board with the Russia sanctions. So a lot of this is very familiar. And just reading it, it was just it all seemed very similar that it, to your point, uh, it does sort of lay the groundwork, even while not being completely you know, concrete yet in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, one of the things that struck me was that um, the lang not only was, were the language and categories similar, but it was it looks like the U.S. is building a sanctions infrastructure similar to the one that it started in in 14024 before the Russian sanctions went into place. And so, um, if something were to happen in Nicaragua that was worthy of attention, uh, the you, the, the OFAC could start imposing pretty broad sanctions without any sort of further executive action at this point. And that's why we wanted to have Alejandra here is because we wanted, wanted to talk a little bit about 
Nicaragua and a little bit about some of the possibilities because and let's start first with sectors. So one of the things that the new order did was it gave OFAC the power to start designating sectors and gold was the first sector and my understanding is that the gold sector is a pretty important economic sector in Nicaragua but what are some of the others? So if OFAC were to broaden this what what other sectors would we expect to see? So I, I think we expect to see two sectors. One is really Nicaragua has a very large agricultural economy. So when we're talking about coffee, sugar, dairy products, agricultural sector, I think would be a potential target. The other is really the energy sector. Um, Nicaragua is a land rich with natural resources. It it has uh, natural renewables like wind, solar, biofuels, geothermal, hydropower. And despite years of political instability in the country, it's continued to enjoy quite a bit of investment in these sectors from you know foreign um, entities and governments. So those are the two that I would put at the top of the list, Tim, as potential targets. And and it, I, I guess we'll, we'll take those one by one. So we've already seen in the mining sector, um, that was the first sanction that was issued was against, I think, the director of mines in Nicaragua. So we've we've already started to at least some move, see some movement in that direction. If that were to happen, who would who would be the target of that in the sense that obviously Nicaragua would, but who are some of Nicaragua's trading partners that the U.S. might be trying to um, punish in that scenario? Sure. So, you know, we have a number of trading partners that I think would be of particular interest to the U.S. Russia has become quite a strategic partner of Nicaragua, both from establishing military presence um, to warships, to training, um, and I think is positioned to become a trading partner of of the government, um, China as well, um, but Central American com- countries particularly. Tim, um, you know they, uh, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, um, Chile, Venezuela, also outside of Central America, have strong trading relationships with Nicaragua. So I would also be very attuned to what we see in those countries who you know could also trigger trigger interest in, in the region. So if I'm a company in those countries, or obviously in the U.S., and I have connections to Nicaragua, what am I doing right now? Right now, you're vigilant. You're paying close <laughs> attention to everything that's happening. And a lot of companies are doing this already, Tim, because of the creation of the Engel List, right? So this, I think, is just another layer of risk that companies face. The Engel List, for folks that might not be familiar with it, of course, is a list of individuals who are subject to scrutiny under um from the United States and the Biden administration. So I would say continue those efforts, Um, continue your vigilance, your due diligence exercises, follow the geopolitical climate, which is rapidly changing and unstable, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and Manny, one other shoe that is likely to drop, we would expect from these, is, are the, is in connection with the export restrictions. I mean, we saw that in Russia. Kind of, Can you walk people through what the process would be if, say, the Commerce Department, which it likely will, were to come out with regulations at some point in response to this order? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what you would expect is uh, new export, like new export restrictions on certain types of more sensitive products and or dual use items um, that would you know basically slap on licensing restrictions and licensing requirements I should say for exports of US origin or goods that are otherwise subject to the AR uh, when destined for Nicaragua um, it's not clear yet just because we the main target has been the mining sector I mean perhaps there'd be items that would be targeted towards that sector um, but until we sort of see what other industries might be affected it's, it's kind of hard to say what what these will touch on um, so 
Great. And then on the import side, I think one of the things that Alejandra mentioned, I think it sounds to me like it could be of, of considerable interest to the U.S. because generally sanctions programs don't go after agricultural commodities just as a general matter. There's often humanitarian licenses. But what we've seen in Russia is that the, the U.S. has gone after certain important uh what I guess you would call agricultural commodities, certainly food, because seafood was one of the imports. And so I would guess, I mean, Alejandro, do we import some of these agricultural commodities? Does Nicaragua export them that, that we're talking about? And could they be the the target of an import ban? We do. Um, Nicaragua does export quite a bit of product to to the United States. I mean, there's a large Nicaraguan population, so there's there's a market for raw product and manufactured goods from Nicaragua as well. Great. Um, well, I'm going to go to both of you since this is an emergency podcast and we've kind of walked through the order. For, for any thoughts that you would have, if you, if you were talking to a company that was wanted to know about the executive order and the sanctions on Nicaragua, kind of what are your top three things that you would tell them? And I'll go to you first, Alejandra. Sure. I mean, I think, uh, you know, similar to what I covered before, one is understand what business interests you might have, not just with Nicaragua, but as you well noted, Tim, with strategic and trade partners with the country. Um, I would also be very vigilant of who my partners are, who may have interest in the country that might expose me indirectly. Um, and I would say just, you know, create a plan anticipating that these things can get triggered quite quickly. You know, we're here on an emergency podcast. I think, you know, there's not going to be a lot of lead time. Certainly you're the expert in this, but when, when issues, when the administration acts, it tends to act quite swiftly. So I would certainly start developing contingency plans of, you know, what could create exposure for your organizations. Great. And Manny, any other, any other thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, the strategy of laying out all of these bases for new restrictions and sanctions essentially means that any new changes that can uh, um, ultimately mean very rapid restrictions sort of without much notice. Um, and so I, I think for me, it's been, a, it's been a function of just getting a little more context to the geopolitical dynamics at work here. Um, there, there, is, seemed to, there does seem to be a, a bit of a Russia component with Russia's, uh, Russia and Nicaragua's relationship, which is helpful to kind of understand where, where that's going and what that means. Um, it's also helpful, I mean, I've, I've sort of become a little more aware of how the gold mining industry uh, is used to um, prop up the Ortega regime. Um, so kind of keeping your eye on those sorts of issues and maybe, be, maybe you know, it's just a good time to kind of um, get your arms around that to help you sort of predict what industries might be critical or might be targeted by the U.S. Uh, restrictions going forward. Great. Well, watch the news, listen to podcasts. Um, but I, I do think, you know, if something happens with respect to Nicaragua, like, for example, a big trade treaty with Russia or China and, and between Russia, China and Nicaragua, some sort of event that Nicaragua participates in that is contrary to U.S. foreign policy interests, the infrastructure is now there. So I guess just a question of, of wait and see. All right. Well, done with this emergency. We'll be on to the next and um, stay sanctions free, everybody. Produced by HeartCast Media.